0: Watch Transform. <laughs> Well hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 34 of Transformers Cybertron, it is
1: memory. This episode was written by Kazuhiko Soma, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Megatron's ghost became corporeal and brought us Leo Breaker's evil twin, and in this episode, Optimus and the Autobots stop Megatron and the Decepticons from racing towards the Omega Lock, and then uh, Megatron combines with his Leo Breaker's evil twin. Yep. They form Dark Claw mode, and
0: when he does, he says, I'm back and I'm better than ever. Yep. Yes, Mm -hmm. We got a David K. yes.
1: Ah, I love it. Yeah, it's always good. And then, of course, in response to that, Optimus combines with Leo Breaker uh, for super, whatever they call, Beast Claw, I forget, super punch mode, and they punch each other in the fists again. Yep, and Optimus knows
0: that the clock is ticking with the kids gone, so he doesn't have time for this, and Megatron realizes Optimus is distracted and uses that opportunity to smash him one, and now with the kids, they're still floating around, but Kobe and Lori manage to grab Communicate tours, plural, because now I guess Scattershot gave each of them a communicator. Before, there was just one flying around, but I guess it does make sense. But you think he would have said, yeah, I gave them each a communicator.
1: These communicators are so deus ex, and this communicator that Kobe's going to get is like, it's the everything. It's it's crazier than your magic cell phone, (laughs) Paul. But what's more It's worse than sorry's key. (laughs) Yes, yes. But what's more important than any of that is that I finally found the Tool Eulogy music, and it is this... And it's called Roll Out the Transport Squad, which is a dumb title, but I'm so (laughs) glad I found this music. Anyway, so they, Kobe grabs his communicator and it's but it's not working and they figure, well, something's wrong, but Bud says, what we should do is send an email marked urgent. And I'm gonna just say it now. I like Bud a lot in this episode. Yeah, I did think that was pretty funny. And then Lori's like, how about we send them you and or send them your butt and mark it kicked or something? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> start giving them a noogie. <laughs> so then Kobe somehow turns the communicator into a navigation system that can just locate them anywhere in the universe. Well, yeah, what I have down is that he
0: pulls out the sega genesis six button controller from the back of the thing remember <laughs> yeah. that thing yeah, the, yeah. I th- you used to play street fighter and games like that but yeah he pulls that thing down and activates some kind of navigation program he says that he downloaded when they were on cybertron and it takes a second or two but eventually the thing tells them they're on the atlantis ship from before
1: and they're above the dark side of the moon and kobe figures they're kind of safe here i don't know from what like i guess the autobot Battle, but but they still need to find
0: the miniguns. Yeah, that's the first thing they need to do. And with Starscream, now with him, uh, he's watching Optimus and Megatron fight on his screen. He's watching this from his base, I guess. And he figures, well, no matter who loses, I'm going to win. And now uh, Sideways has Jolt on a table in between them and tells him, you know, keep quiet while I download your memories. Oh, he and won't shut up. He says something about how it's all a bunch of useless data. This is going to take forever. So he's going to watch TV, except he's blocking all the communication. So there's no TV signals for him to watch.
1: There's two things I want to point out here. One is that I think we should be calling him Coronation Starscream because that's what he is at this point. He's still wearing the crown.
0: Yeah, he's still got
1: the hat The other on, thing the hat, the crown, is yeah. that Jolt after he doesn't, or he can't find what he wants to watch on TV, he turns on what can only be G1 Soundwave in alternate mode? Very, very detailed. Like
0: even down to like the where it says like micro cassette player and play. Like all the buttons are labeled and it has something
1: on the other side. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. So he plays a song called Our Allies One. And Starscream is like, I've had out of this. He's like, you stop goofing off. So Sideways is like, and runs off to, quote, repair the ship. Yep, he just runs off, and we
0: go to Six Speed and Reverb, trying to bash down the door of the room they there, in. I guess uh, this is where Sideways put them, and Sideways is on the other side of the door, fixing a panel on the floor. He tells them, like, you're not going to get out without this key right here. See this key? I'm holding up this key, <laughs> this physical key.
1: Yeah, the, the key what? that the kids will have had no idea he's holding, but that's the Deus Ex these kids get away with in this episode is insane for I'll just say it what is a pretty good episode yeah but um we then go to the surface of Primus the Autobots are still fighting the Decepticons and Prime and Megatron punch each other again well it's the exact
0: same footage, I think, never yeah. had the same animation. I think it's the exact same footage as last time. They punch each other, and we can see the explosion from orbit. And also watching this explosion is Starscream. He says it's like watching fireworks. And Sideways comes back to check on the download, but it's still
1: taking forever. So he decides instead of waiting for this download to finish, he's just going to hack into Jolt's head and delete everything they don't need. Now, in order to do that, he would have to like parse through all this information and put it <laughs> yes. into two categories what we need and what we don't. I, it, which means it's going to take just as long, if not longer, than downloading it all. But that doesn't matter, he's he's going to do it. Yep, and he's uh, going to whittle down things down,
0: download what's left. But while he's doing that, Starscream's off to take care of a little errand, he calls it, which is to steal the Omega lock that's the size of a continent. The last time we saw it, so <laughs> how's
1: that a little errand? Oh, and he well, I'll get in, we'll get in into that later when he runs into Thunderblast, but he's also really he's big compared to sideways here like i don't know megatron size yeah when we see him later he's friggin' huge again but uh he leaves and then we go to kobe who has now turned his communicator navigation system into an x-ray device that can see through the ship's walls but for some reason not through humans yeah because bud wants to use it to see his spleen he says <laughs> and uh just
0: like that they're out of that room and they mention oh it's a good thing we found that narrow spot in the wall or that secret passage or something but they're still floating in zero gravity down a heating duct on a spaceship built for creatures that can survive in space so why is there a heating duct but <laughs> they get to a great overlooking the room where sideways is working on jolt they can't see what he's doing but they, they like he has his back to them.
1: Yeah. And then sideways turns on the gravity generator, even though he had never had to deal with that before. He was walking along fine. He and Starscream weren't floating, but he turns it on. The kids fall. He doesn't hear that. And then Bud just finds a rope beside (laughs) them conveniently. He says it's neat. And Laurie's like, you think it's neat? He's like, yeah, it'll be useful.
0: Like a rope. Like it is a rope. But they wondered what Sideways is up to
1: in commercial break. Before that commercial break, though, Lori insists that they can, quote, beat him if they have to. It's important to note she says that. I don't know how she figures they can beat him if they have (laughs) to, but she says they can. But yeah, commercial break. And when we come back, Sideways tells Jolt the thing is all set to go. This is going to hurt like hell. But when it's over, at least you won't remember. Yeah, and it takes a lot of him expositing out loud and I guess talking to Jolt and then Jolt talks back to him. And then about seven or eight seconds after that, the kids go... It's Jolt! Yeah,
0: and uh, Kobe says something about how Jolt said they're going to take his data, and no, Jolt didn't. So he just said that he wouldn't remember anything, but I guess the kids figured that out. And now we
1: start with the references. Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, the, the kids make enough noise or Joel calls out to them. Sideways runs after them. They run away. And then suddenly they're just falling down some tube or shaft or something. Well, yeah, because like first Sideways is like,
0: uh, here's them talking like, oh, fee, fi, fo, fum, you know, like the giant Jack and Beanstalk. And then Kobe's like, exit stage left kind of like snaggle puss except they all exit stage right but yeah they're falling
1: down this shaft and they come flying out well over paul this is a this is a japanese cartoon where they drive on the wrong side of the road so left means white <laughs> or right up means down black is white you know, something
0: i, I know. had an xbox buddy in england he used to say we don't, don't drive on the wrong side we drive on the correct side on oh. the right side the correct side but yeah uh, they come flying out over this pit of fire that uh, it reminded me of that episode in G1 where Daniel and Grimlock come down the slide and go out over it. And Daniel's like, Grimlock, transform. Yeah. yeah,
1: So they fly out of this and Lori's like Bud flies over it. Kobe's flying over it. For some reason, Lori's not going to make it. And then in air, I guess Kobe slows down, grabs Lori even though she's dropped about 10 feet, grabs her by the arm. And then they both start to fall. But Bud's got his rope.
0: Yep. He just throws that. Now it's got a little stick on the end of it that wraps around Kobe's leg and the I guess Bud pulls them up. And now, back with Jolt, he's still freaking out, as you would, I guess. And uh, Sideways says the tagline from Alien like, nobody can, in space, nobody can hear you scream or nobody can hear you whine, I think he says. And then he teleports off to deal with
1: those meddling kids. And when he arrives, this was maybe my favorite line in the episode. He arrives, and, like, teleports behind them, surprises them, and he says, I don't stink, but I am silent and deadly. Um, <laughs> yes, and then that was a good line. And the, the kids run from old Farthead, who Lori <laughs> insisted they could defend. Feet if they had to, and Kobe they hide behind a wall. And Kobe's like, Next time we'll fight back, and then Sideways is right behind them. Well, yeah, they even do like the Scooby
0: Doo thing where they all peek around the corner, one on top of each (laughs) other, and they think they gave him the slip. Like, I mean, the, the references are just ridiculous, but uh, yeah, he's behind them and he's like, All right, which one he is wants to get flattened first, and now all of a sudden Kobe's like, Oh, please don't hurt me, sir, and he drops his communicator thing.
1: Oh, it's not just a communicator thing, Paul. It's a communicator navigation device, x-ray machine, and now a holographic (laughs) projector. Yeah, because it casts this hologram
0: of Megatron that tells Sideways, all right, leave the kids alone and surrender to Optimus Prime and I'll forgive your past misdeeds and like, what?
1: <laughs> and also stand on stand on one foot and call you or say I'm a pretty lady. And it's finally at that point, Sideways is like, wait a minute,
0: yeah, something's fishy here. And he turns and sees Kobe with the device who says, Ain't I a stinker? And then he kisses <laughs> sideways on the lips and runs off.
1: <laughs> And he, it's worth noting that he only sees Kobe because the other two booked it at the first chance they had and ditched Kobe. Yes. But he chases the kids. Um, and then somehow there's just like a conveniently placed. Uh, I don't know, wire or cord there, but he trips over that, has a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, I thought falling. it was the rope that the kids
0: have that somehow oh, they can it? pull it tight enough that he doesn't pull them along when he trips over it. But
1: yeah, either way. Oh, trips. you're right. You're right. I'm looking at my notes. He tripped over a cable in the control room, wherever he was. But yeah, now it's Bud's rope, which has worked out pretty well for them. And like a bunch of stuff, like there's a cave in on him and he gets completely covered, but conveniently drops the key about 20 feet from him and it lands unscathed and the kids grab it. The key that they did not know he, had, he had and don't know what it does, yeah, they grab for, it But I guess they do now, because they
0: find the room with six-speed and reverb, because they use his navigation hologram x-ray device. <laughs> Magic cell it, phone. With the six-button Genesis <laughs> controller attached to it. And uh, <laughs> they
1: follow that to get six-speed and reverb and let them out. So then we go back to Starscream arriving at Primus, and he finds Thunderblast, who's like checking out her reflection in, I don't know, it looks like, um, like the solar panel of a, a satellite. Yeah she just flies up from the battle and she's complaining about how
0: all the dirt's messing her up and do you know how much work it is trying to look like this? And she realizes Starscream is behind her. Like, I think she sees this reflection and he doesn't even seem to care that she's here, but she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I betrayed you. And he's like, he didn't even know that. And he tells her, all right, then go get the Omega lock, whatever. It's fine. And then, It's the thing the size of Australia on on Primus' back, in case you're wondering what it is. That should be simple, and here's a crowbar to help you. But no, then she's like, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Do you want fries with that?
1: (laughs) And then, which I don't know if that was a line, like, just because they're trying... poorly but they're trying to sexualize her was it i you know what fries with that shake line i don't know but starscream insists he has more important things to do what the fuck is more important than getting the omega lock and even if there wasn't anything more important for you to do why would you suddenly send thunder blast because in this shot he's like 10 times her size yeah
0: he's friggin' huge compared to her but yeah you- as soon what's as she
1: gonna do he can't
0: well as soon as he's gone she immediately says yeah there's no way i'm going after that thing it's a suicide mission and now back on scooby-doo because that's basically what we're watching <laughs> they're driving along and Scooby says it's the gonna be our next right so they take the next left getting back to what you said earlier i guess japanese yep. show and they drive through a wall to get to Joel, like just drive straight through, like there's a door, but they go through the wall beside the door.
1: Yeah. And they end up in, like, some engine room or something, whatever it is. For some reason, probably with his magic cell phone, Kobe realizes that um, Sideways must have enacted an electromagnetic shield that's blocking all transmissions. I don't know how he figures this out. Probably on the same level that Bud just found a magic rope.
0: Yep. And Lori suggests we just smash that control panel, but Jolt thinks they can do it without property damage. But too late because sideways is here and oh, he has the worst headache. Sideways is going to go through Jolt's memory and delete anything that doesn't have to do with Gigantian. Okay, makes sense. Whittle things down. But how are they going to know what files have information on Gigantian without opening the files to look inside first? Give you an example. Pull up your pictures on your phone. Know how it's showing you the thumbnails? It's because it's opening them to get the data. Now do whatever you want to filter it so you only see pictures of cats, cars, flower pots, whatever you take pictures of. You could just do it yourself, visually check every picture, but that could take a while. There are programs that'll do it for you, but they're doing essentially the same thing, opening every file, disregarding stuff that doesn't meet search criteria, they're just doing it faster. There's the problem sideways, this starship is millions of years old, man, hasn't had a software update, memory upgrade, latest virus definitions, not a goddamn thing in forever. Connect Jolt to something more modern. Like you. Plug into them directly. It's what Red Alert tried to do last time. Still isn't going to do you any good. Again, you went through a wormhole, remember? Thing could be anywhere. If it even still exists, how would Jolt know? How would he even know where it was before it went through the wormhole? Think about it. Imagine you're on a planet orbiting another star dear listener and had to give directions to get to Earth. What would you tell them? Go to Arcturus and hang a right? Uh, never mind why you'd ever have to do it. That's You'd be here all day and you'd, be, you'd have bigger problems to worry about if you're in that. <laughs> Here we
1: are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was memory. Paul, what was not forgettable? Uh, it's a
0: kid's episode, but it's also not annoying. It's kind of a kind of a fun episode. Yeah. Like, th- these guys are nowhere near Armada and Carlos annoying. But especially Bud in this one, it, it makes for a really fun episode.
1: Bud was probably my favorite part of the episode. He had some funny lines and email, send it urgent. The, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing with the rope, we were talking about references. It reminded me of the boondock saints, you and your fucking rule, <laughs> uh, which is a fun but dated Tarantino-esque movie. Um it, yeah, it was a solid episode. I, I don't have much bad to say about it aside from Kobe's Deus Ex magic cell phone.
0: Well, yeah. I, again, I said before back on scooby doo it it did kind of feel like that. Like they trip him with a rope, they peek around the corner on top of each other, they tricked him with a hologram. Like the only thing they didn't do was have Kobe and Bud dress up like barbers and shave sideways at one point.
1: But, <laughs> uh, I really or or to, pull um, off sideways' this uh, mask and realize it's yeah. old man Leroy. <laughs>
0: and uh g1 sound that that was awesome just completely out of nowhere no yeah. setup for it at all it's just right there and i, I was thinking wouldn't it be kind of neat if they did even just one episode a g1 episode like kept the same voices and everything else same plot but with this style of animation like that level of detail except they'd probably have to make it toy accurate it to have the vehicles be accurate
1: but i don't know i thought you kind of need to see it would be although i will say g1 was often not toy accurate because no that's what i mean the the animation errors and yeah um anyway it was a, a pretty good episode like you know i i would recommend it in this series thus far especially like you said the fact that it's a kid episode but was still enjoyable you know two thumbs up yeah the next episode we're going to review is escape if you want to escape from this series and take a break you could email <laughs> the show at transformers at gmail.com yeah make
0: sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know
1: you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers and until the next episode keep on transforming. see you later
0: Yeah, it'll be useful like a rope.